Welcome to the Foreign and National Podcast, a show exploring diversity, inclusion, and our personal therapy sessions. My name is Sean. And I'm Vibhu. How you doing, Vibhu? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing good? <laughs> Rishi, how are you doing? Very good. Very good. Great to be on your podcast. Thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you for taking the time. Absolutely. Thank you for taking the time. So to give a little bit of background, Rishi, you want to introduce our guest? Yeah, actually, Rishi, why don't you introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, uh, I'm a high-tech geek uh, living the Silicon Valley dream. I uh, work for companies like IBM, Cisco. I'm a mechanical engineer. I came into the country for graduate school. Uh, you know, I finished my bachelor's back in India. I went to like a top 20 uh, engineering school, uh, a top 20 uh, school in India, and uh, ended up uh, making it for grad school at the University of Connecticut. Really enjoyed the, the men's and women's basketball program. I really lived the, the highlight was watching these uh, games live, uh, being on campus, watching NBA stars like Ray Allen making it, uh, making it big in college. Uh, and uh, and then making it to Silicon That's Valley, cool. where uh, I was transferred through IBM. And uh, what I discovered living in a little city like uh, Saratoga was uh, maybe I can make a difference. And I jumped in, became an activist, uh, ended up running for city council, which I never thought I would ever like, uh, you know, political uh, a role was never in the scheme of things for me. Ended up running for co- council, got reelected with the most votes in city history because we apply the high-tech framework to everything we do and we got a lot of stuff done and ended up running for Congress. We fell short by 40,000 votes. Uh, so we are making it a run again. So that's a quick summary of who I am. Yeah, so love it. Great anyone summary. missed it, he's obviously a congressional candidate and yes. uh, we're super honored that he'd be on our Dinky Little podcast and uh, sharing his life experiences. Um, I think with that, we have a, uh, that's a great segue into, well, basically the first thing that we want to ask you and talk to you about, um, basically you, you gave, you told it yourself, you immigrated from India to America. Um, from your website, it says you immigrated when you were about 22. Is that right? Yep. And so that's very interesting to us, your career path from there, because uh, especially being Indian, being Desi, you hear a lot of uh, the common careers that people want to pursue when they come to America are uh, lawyer, doctor, engineer, right? As stereotypical as it is, those are very common career paths. But you pivoted from tech into uh, running for city council and yeah. running for Congress. So tell us your motivation behind all that, uh, especially given how uncommon that is in America well, it's from our perspective. It's interesting because it is very common in India to you know hold office or like go into politics right government are jobs are, are pretty common in yeah India. but it seems like here almost like a lot of the people who immigrate from these south asian countries don't have that motivation yeah. to be politically motivated so yeah we'd love to hear how you navigated that and what made you pivot from a highly successful tech career like you said into local politics into congressional politics and what's kind of shaped your agenda since then so so let's be let's be quite candid here you know when you look at politics in india they say it's very dangerous. I mean, people get killed and murdered, especially in the rural parts of India, you know, not so much in the urban economies. And uh, so interesting story was, uh, you know, when I was uh, wanting to run for a delegate with the California Democratic Party, and you get a, you, you are a, par- a party worker, you get, a, you get to make choices for the party. And a state senator reached out and said, Rishi, would you like to run and let's uh, run together? And he 
wanted uh, us to run as a slate, uh, I mean, his team. I said, I, I didn't know what I was walking into. I said, okay, let's run. And, uh, and then I heard feedback from people. Oh my God, you want to jump into politics? This was before I ran for city council. And they were like, oh my God, you'll get shot, right? That's the sense of politics that uh, sometimes Indian Americans in this country have. And, uh, you know, and I, I don't believe in that narrative because, you know, our country, uh, there, is, there is a tremendous amount of law and order that we see the structure to politics and there is decorum, even though we might differ. And right now there is a, a huge amount of bickering that goes out in Washington, but it's still, it's right. uh, pretty cordial for the most part, you know? So, so why would someone like me run for, run for office? For me, this was an, a game changer for my life because I realized that my purpose to, to be in a role like this in city council is to solve problems. And as a mechanical engineer, I can apply those types of uh, rules, create a framework and, and essentially uh, advance problems and make it better. And this is really what I did, you know? So that's what, and at the end of the day, when I'm solving problems, I realize something very simple that, uh, oh my God, I feel so much happier in the world, you know? And uh, it sort of boosted me, you know, I, I, uh, for the last couple of years, we were running a congressional campaign. My schedule was 7 a.m. to 1 a.m. All seven days of the week. And we never took a vacation because I, I thrive on this energy, right? So this is really why I do this because it makes me happier. I want to make the world a better place. And uh, we have some amazing amount of friends, uh, family, supporters who jump in and help us out. So it makes it uh, one uh, a phenomenal occurrence that I really enjoy. Is there something special about American politics specifically that encouraged you to get into it? Or do you think if you lived in any country in the world, you'd be pursuing politics? That's a great question. And I would say it's only in America where somebody like me who comes in on a student visa, an F1 student visa, can run for Congress because there are too many gatekeepers. There are too many gatekeepers in many different parts of the world where you know, you have to be an insider to, to play. For example, in India, you need a party ticket. You need a party ticket and it's only then you can run, right? Whereas over here, I'm challenging a democratic incumbent who's been there for 30 years. And the system is meant for everybody to run. You make top two. And then now we have a Dem versus Dem. You know, I got a chance to challenge uh, someone who'd, who'd been in office for 30 years and uh, we made a great run for it, right? So this country, you know, it allows the allows you these types of opportunities for sure, no questions. So one of the things I wanted to ask is, um, you keep bringing up this like tech framework uh, and how you still are very active in your day job and the STEM outreach that you're doing. Uh, what are some of the learnings you've taken from like this technical framework? You know, being I'm a mechanical engineer myself, so I can relate to your idea of problem solving. You know, creativity, uh, creatively, and whatnot. So, what are some of these tech frameworks you've taken and applied to politics to sort of frame the way you're running your campaign, running your your uh, philosophies and whatnot? I'm curious to see how those two worlds have combined in your perspective. So, you know, I'll I'll, I'll talk about. You know, a lot of folks who jump into city council, you know, many of them are either retired or they're looking for something to do in life. And uh, I've seen that very often. You know, it's, uh, we do have the go-getters who jump in because they want to make a difference. But, uh, you know, I, I don't see a, 
a, a great amount of uh, energy in terms of you know solving problems, which is which has been my experience when I watch some of these stuff, right? So what is that uh, high tech framework? It's about getting things done. And in fact, in 2018, for my re-election, that was the line I had, getting things done. And clearly what I'd done in four years was I'd taken on the big challenges. Now, this is what somebody who jumps in from the world of tech does. You know, in, in the world of tech, what we do is we spend 80% of our effort to solve the top challenges, right? This is what we do. Because is the, if there is a big problem that's going to bring the company down, you will say, drop everything else. Let's focus on that, right? Let's give you an example. Yeah. So like there were burglaries happening. I said, okay, you know, there is a problem. And uh, I said, let's have neighborhood meetings. I may not have the solution, but let's take that first step. And we took the first step. We started uh, figuring out who are the neighborhood leaders, meeting with them, or sometimes uh, uh, anointing new neighborhood leaders and having them lead charge. Uh, launching neighborhood watch programs, putting cameras at the ingress egress points, working with uh, community members to uh, create a technology solution where you have cameras mounted and you take that video data and you put it on the Amazon cloud. It's only engineers who can do that, right? So that is the innovative framework you know, of how you solve problems. We had a problem with water where Santa's the water company was increasing water rates and uh, their profits went from $22 million to $52 million in a drought. I said, let's figure out how we can protest. We rolled out a mobile app. It's called Silicon Valley Water on the App Store, on the Android Store. And we made it easier for people to send out protest emails, literally spending 30 seconds to do that because uh, they were sending it through the app, right? So this is the difference that someone like me can make. And that's the high-tech framework of innovation. You know, When people see that Rishi is all about getting things done, He's got a unique approach of solving problems, engaging people, communicating messaging, and getting them to take action for a common purpose. And then we drop burglaries by 50%, the largest drop compared to any other Silicon Valley city. And we have rejected, reduced, suspended eight water rate increases. You are demonstrating results, right? So that's the framework of the world of tech that I talk about. Mm -hmm. So uh, one thing that strikes me is that in the, in the, effort to get things done, right? Uh, whether it's to protest against water rates, whether it's to bring the community together to bring down burglaries, you need to motivate people in order to help you, right? How do you motivate people to help you, especially when we've noticed over the last few years that when it comes to politics, well, people can be pretty laissez-faire about it, uh, and, and that results in some pretty poor results, we would say. Complacency. Complacency, right? Yeah. How, do you, how are you motivating people? So if you take these two problems, which is uh, water and burglaries, you have to communicate to people what the problem is. You have to communicate to people what could be a potential solution, who's the decision maker, and how do we get them to take an action on it and make it easy for people to step up and take action. You know, simple, it's a very simple, and it's like a cookie cutter, I apply it all the time. You know, now we have challenges with like, for example, there was a, uh, a, a big development project in the Saratoga Hills. And, uh, you know, this was going to disrupt the vegetation and the wildlife. It was a very similar approach. Engage the people, communicate what the problem is. And once you do, once they realize the gravity of the situation, you know, uh, the, the challenge in America is people are busy. People are successful. If you look at Silicon Valley, you know, my congressional district is the most affluent in all of America. People are busy because they are productive. They are executives in the Valley. They are doctors, lawyers. They are making a living. But if 
it it needs someone like me to communicate to them that hey there's a problem once they understand the problem they are willing to take action because we communicate in terms of the messaging has to be constructed such that how is it going to impact me right okay so your lesson is that uh whatever complacency at least in this district that may have existed before is simply solved for by just telling people what the problem is and and how it's affecting them and that wasn't being done effectively before yes i i think part of the problem that elected leaders have is adequate communication i see i see congressional uh, our our us uh, house of representatives they're sending out their update it's a long email with a lot of stuff but you know my emails are about here is a problem statement here is a solution here is action right simple it's very easy sure. to read people yeah, read yeah. that and say okay good i get it let's go out and do it yeah that makes sense that's great I mean, I guess um, keep keeping it short and sweet is is is, is a, really an effective strategy. An effective We've seen strategy. that. I mean, in school, you know, when you have like this massive wall of text, you're not going to be able to get any information from it. I'm sorry, I've never have my emails tend to get verbose, but the top part, you know, if somebody reads the the first few lines, they'll get the agenda of that particular email, and then there is a lot of content right. there for them to read and take action. But you know, it's uh, I. I I haven't figured out, you know, as an engineer, I don't know how to keep things short. Unfortunately, you know, that's <laughs> no, okay. What What I was going to ask you is, have you found that your approach to uh, advocacy through technology is a stark contrast to what's been done in the Bay Area, or do you, are you seeing a shift in Bay Area politics where they're moving towards app platforms or different technological platforms to spread the word? Like for you and your challenger, for example, have you seen that that's been your biggest differentiating factor? Is that you're able to leverage? you know the silicon valley culture which is obviously rooted in technology and keeping up to date through social media apps what not twitter you know obviously is a tiktok part of it tiktok i guess uh is is that been something that you've used to differentiate yourself from like other challenges in the area uh, absolutely you know i think uh, the short answer is no i haven't quite seen that right i mean uh, i always say that the public sector is a laggard when it comes to keeping up with the private sector or in terms of there's a there's a big difference between how uh, corporate america or 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 silicon valley companies function versus uh, a public sector uh, you know organization in in silicon valley right so there's a big difference i think uh, the the public sector has caught up with social media and uh, and uh, but but that's about it you know i think we can do a lot better so i'd like to pivot the conversation and ask about something that you touched upon a few minutes ago when you said that uh both that when it comes to indian politics there's uh this this concern that indian politics can get quite violent but at the same time in american politics well uh you've had the opportunity to you know come in on an f1 visa and this this person who came in on this f1 visa can run for american politics um touching on both of those points the us has clearly been through a lot in the last 4 years right um all of it culminating into the uh the attack on the capitol that happened a few weeks ago um i i'd love to know do you think that from a uh, a minority standpoint do you think that would encourage more of us to get into politics as a way of realizing that we need to also be at the decision table um or do you think it'll back people off and do you still think america is an alluring destination for uh, other immigrants such as yourself you know there's a part b and uh, the answer is no because uh, the challenges with immigration you know turning 
uh, it takes forever for someone who comes in on, let's say on an H1 visa or a student visa like me to turn that into a green card and citizenship. It takes 15, 20 years. So people, the top talent looks like are not coming to, to America. They're going to Australia or Canada, right? So that's part B. Part right. A, part A is, uh, you know, with the, the what happened at, uh, in Washington on January 6th, you know, is that going to uh, make us a little uncomfortable with politics. I doubt it because that is an anomaly. That is an anomaly. And uh, in, in fact, uh, I believe it has bolstered the spirit of Indian Americans to get involved with politics because we need to, we need to have our say and uh, we need to have, uh, we need to make sure that our voice is heard and our voice is very unique because the background that we come from, you know, I read so many books of Mahatma Gandhi. You know, I went to, uh, when I was a kid, I had gone to one of his museums. I picked up books and you are influenced by uh, uh, nonviolence. You know, you are really trying to see how you can express your voice without having to go fight. And, uh, and uh, very, the similar ideologies of Dr. Martin Luther King, right? So we have a very unique culture and offering that we have for America. And I think it has fired up Indian Americans to, uh, to run for office. Like you look at the Bay Area and we had, you know, for, for let's say the mayorship in uh, San Ramon, we had like four Indian Americans who were running for mayor of San Ramon, which is a phenomenal wow. story. And then you look at uh, Congressional District 17, there were two Indian Americans running head to head against each other. So I think, uh, you know, we have discovered, in fact, the reason why we get so many volunteers who join our fellowship, our internship program, and many of them are Indian Americans because they want to see the politics from the inside because they feel that, hey, you know, I can, if Rishi can do this, I can do it too. And, uh, and that's really what is motivating people. You know, I, I, I think over the next few years, we'll see a lot more people, a lot more Indian Americans jumping into office. In fact, one of the reasons why I remember, let's go back many years ago, you know, my son was, was interviewing Ash Kalra. And this was when I was still on the planning commission in Saratoga. And uh, we were talking about politics. And then he said, you know, what do you do? And I, I explained to him, I work in, I work for IBM. I'm in the planning commission. He's like, you should run for city council. And I was like, no, 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 that's not for me. It's, politics is not for me. And he got, he got almost like upset with me that Rishi, if you don't run, then how will you open up the path for the next generation of Indian American leaders, people like Sean, like Vibhu, one fine day, you know, if you are not the role model, if you don't open that door, how will you make that happen? Like in, in the Bay Area, I give a lot of credit to Congressman Ro Khanna and to Assembly Member Rash Kalra, because if they had not jumped into office, someone like me would not dream of running, right? So, so that's the reason why I believe that we'll have, we'll see a lot more because there are enough role models out there now. That's genuinely really inspiring. I'd love That's to hear a that. Very good point. Absolutely love to hear that. One thing I want to ask you, um, and this is something I always like to have our guests do, is you know if if you can talk to someone in your shoes uh, twenty years ago or how whenever you decided to, or just someone growing up in the tech world about how they can be influential, how they can step into politics, what word of advice would you give, and what would you tell them uh, on how to navigate their life through tech politics? However, someone who wants to make a change, more or less. So, so, you know, the one mistake I did was 
you know, I call it living in a cave. As a mechanical engineer working for IBM, I would do my job and say, okay, I'm doing a great job and that's all I need to do. Let's take care of family. Uh, and, and what I realized was when I started giving to the community, when I became open, and, and true story is when I wanted to apply for the planning commission, my wife said, uh, Rishi, you'll make a fool out of yourself, right? I mean, that, that is like, she looked at me is like, what are you doing? This is not for you. I mean, she, she knew me, she knew me well, but you know what I did? I challenged myself because I truly believe that, you know, I did not belong there, but I said, let's explore and see what comes out of it, right? So what I'm talking about is, you know, you, we have a little black box, you know, we operate in that black box. Let's extend the black box just a tad bit, you know, every month, every year, every hour, you know, you extend it just a tad mm -hmm. bit and we discover an empowerment that is tremendous when we can extend it just a bit, stretch it out and see how it feels like. Maybe it comes back in, but then you stretch out and you feel, oh, I loved it. In fact, that's my story because I realized that I was stretching the boundaries of my cave, the, the cave in which I lived. And I said, this is so much more empowering. I feel so much happier. And I took that learning and applied it to my day job. And I became so much better in terms of my messaging, in terms of how I communicated, how I interacted, how people yeah. perceived me. So that is a game changer. I guarantee you this. This is the most important thing. And, and if Indian Americans across the, uh, across the United States realize this one thing, they would be much more willing to jump in and try different stuff out because also what it does is it creates that feeling for the kids as well. Somebody who's watching a dad or a mom that if they do this, hey, I can do it too, right? And that's a very, very important learning. Absolutely. I mean, uh, Vibhu and I just recorded an entire episode about you know how the traditional career paths of engineer, doctor, lawyer is always a good starting place, but expanding your horizons and following your passions, whether it's empowering the community, uh, seeking you know personal fulfillment, and whatever it is, you know, as long as the path is happiness and making the world a better place, I think definitely is is just such an important topic. And the idea of the box that you mentioned, uh, that's something that I've discussed a lot with my family and Vibhu and I've talked about it too, but breaking out of those bounds that, you know, society kind of wants to force you into sometimes or expectations want to force you into breaking out of that and making a change like you have, like Rokanda has, I think uh, is exactly what we need more of. Yeah, and we keep building on it and on it, and hopefully, uh, you know, our generations will continue to be higher members of American politics. Absolutely, or, I mean, if, or really, whatever industry. If a, if a call like this and a podcast like this can change even one mind, I think we've done our job. Yeah. So hopefully, we're inspiring someone to go pursue their passion, uh, whether it's you know politics, community outreach, or anything, you know, any sort of art, entertainment, whatnot. But yeah, yeah, no, this is this is amazing. This, this is great. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, Rishi, I just want to give you a warm thank you. Uh, one more time for coming on the show Thank and you so uh, much. sharing your perspective and background. And of course, best of luck with your uh, upcoming congressional run. Absolutely. Constant campaign. Thank you. Really, it was my pleasure. And I'll leave you with one thing that if you do something fun, that you're never, then you're never ever working a single day of your life. You're just having fun. Right. And, and that's what I think, you know, we should all try to get there, right? The, and, and then people might say, well, where's the money, right? If you do something fun, you'll figure out a way to make money. And uh, what I would like to leave you with one final thing is we have put together a phenomenal program as part of our run. It's a fellowship program. Lots of students uh, from college and high school are joining us. And there are leadership opportunities even for adults in the community. So join us. Uh, my website is uh, rishikumar.com. Thank you so much for the invitation. Thank you. Great. Thank you so much.